we say it's rolling. So whatever you think, I mean, I don't know what you're about to do, <laughs> but just to promote, just to promote our other podcast, mate. We right. Well, what are you doing? Don't make, make sure it's not explicit. This is a very clean, <laughs> friendly family show that we're recording right now, Stephen. Yeah. I will. I better, I better. What about Lambro from Arlo telling us to get on with it with the preamble and he was listening to the private. Good work, yeah. Lambro. Some of your best champ. <laughs> yeah. Read the label, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what are you playing? I thought you were going to play something, or is it explicit? Uh, well, I, I think I, I don't think I can. Uh, I don't think there's one that's clean. <laughs> I think they're all they're all explicit. Right. Okay. Oh, this enough. this is a good one. This is from. Is our, it really? Oh no, I won't. I won't give it away. I won't yeah. give it away. You got to okay. tune into our movie podcast. You, yeah. I, I don't want to give it up here for free, mate. <laughs> for free. Not, not that the other one costs you anything, but. <laughs> Blatant plug for the best movies you've never seen. That'll drop in uh, the Two Blokes feed on Saturday. The Martian. Uh, and the uh, if you want to get it early and you want to get early access, that's on Fridays in the the best movies you've never seen feed. So that's nice and easy. Yes, to, uh, please. Yes, please. Yeah, if, you're, if you're that way inclined, obviously. I mean, we appreciate your support. Yeah. And, and ratings and reviews are always lovely as well. I mean, especially as we round out the year, give the two blokes a massive ego boost because essentially I don't time. operate on, on calories and all that stuff. I operate on ego. Calories. That's what keeps me going. Energy and fuel is not how I operate. Fair enough. Ego is my fuel. Have you noticed okay. that? Okay. Yeah. You've got a high octane engine, mate. So it means you've got a big ego. No. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a high octane ego. High octane engine. They said it was your fuel. Your fuel is your. Yeah. Are you so feeling you all like, right, mate? Do you like it when, when people leave a rating because that boosts your ego? That's why, basically what you're saying, eh? Yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm looking now at any. Have there yeah, any been. Any ones? I don't know. I don't remember the last time we read them out, but there's there's been a few. Yeah, oh, there's one here on. from um, do we Slade left one. Slade, yeah, thanks, guys. For He's the bloke that's built the system and found a way to leave multiple. Oh, there you go. Love the rundown on owning a Arlo and dash cam cameras and tips. Love the banter and jokes. Don't give that up. Makes you both normal. Okay. Stephen Great needs a lot to be made usual. normal. Merry Christmas to you both. All the best in 2020. Oh, lovely. Good on oh, you, Slade. Good 12. on you, Slade. Well done. And one, one Nico Eels. I think this is what a legend. Yours. These guys are awesome characters. Very informative with personality. I think they're referring to me there. <laughs> Love how they branched into the movie review. It is a highly researched review with interesting facts. Their advice has helped me sort out my home Wi-Fi. Very informative and entertaining. Oh. Yeah, well done. How's the ego after that one, mate? Is that good? good? The next one's better. Fantastic podcast. It's doing very well. <laughs> and I only discovered the show this year. See, that's wow. that's wow. actually with the, greatest, to do. the greatest of respect to our longest time listeners. Um, it's quite lovely to hear from people who are new. Yeah. And I will but say this, newbies. Stephen, and the next um, uh, either driving range balls we hit or the next round that you need to pay for is 100% on me. Because I received a donation this week to the EFGM Drinks Fund, which is basically just a PayPal link at the bottom of all articles. And like in in ten years, three people have clicked it. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's actually you know now it's funny. It's it's quite lovely because now and then people do click it, and you know a couple of dollars here and there. But here, this one really got me because it was Michael Herman, and he yeah. wrote on the note. He wrote, "I've listened to around five hundred episodes of Two Blokes." So that's around 10 cents per episode. Now right. I feel cheap. Although I'm unemployed, congrats on all the work you get through with Mr. Fennick. And he gave me 50 bucks. 
wow. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. You're wow. unemployed. So I'm going to track him down. Michael, I don't care if you don't email me. Please email me. But if you don't, I will track you down. And I will send you one of everything from the EFTM merchandise catalogue. Um, and most importantly, I will make sure that I shout Stephen lunch next time we eat or, or the driving range next time we hit because that's a very generous thing to do. I really don't like, I don't like receiving money. That's a weird thing. The drinks fun was kind of like here's five bucks to buy a drink kind of thing. It was just a fun thing at, at some point along the way. Um, but it was a very wow. nice note uh, to, for someone to have listened to 500 shows. And, that's uh, incredible. That's and very you're right, cheap. Michael. Um, yeah. It is cheap, mate. Ten cents an episode. That's ridiculous. Cheap state. <laughs> <laughs> so we we'll just tell you what you want to send him an invoice. You want to backdate it, do you? Yeah, I'm going to send him a drink <laughs> bottle, a hat, and an invoice. Yeah. Oh, good luck to him. Good luck to him. We love hearing from good people, and he sounds like a very good person. We don't have any anything but good people listening to this show. Oh, that's um, cool. And you know, I think that uh, when you consider the the amount of effort that Stephen Fennick puts into the movie podcast, the fact that he turns up at this. Um, the the amount of effort he puts into tech guide. I mean, you'd have to agree with me, dear listener, that if you were to put all of the independent media operators in the, in the country together, Stephen is <laughs> the number one among them. I mean, you're making he's making good money doing a job he loves. He's working for himself. He's he's producing uh, three or four podcasts a week. He's publishing on a website. He's on Sky News every week. He's on Two GB like a hundred times a week. <laughs> There's not many independent media operators, Stephen. That are doing as much as you, no, no, and I think that, that that should be awarded by the by the two blokes <laughs> talking tech community, and that's all I've got to say on the matter. Thank you very much, mate. Um, so on that, yeah, good on you, mate. I don't need a piece of glass to tell me who I am, mate. Le- <laughs> on that, uh, let's do this. Welcome to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Not a bad price. With Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Really handy device. And Stephen Fennec from techguide.com.au. And we do it all thanks to the amazing people at Netgear and Arlo for all your networking solutions in your home. The people that always tell us we help them with their home Wi-Fi. It's probably because they bought a Netgear Orbi system and those that need home security uh, you can get that with Arlo. And thank you to Brad and Lambro for the lovely end-of-year lunch we had today. Good steak, good chips, good pineapple juice. I had a lovely time. That's the way it should be, really. So the menu was to your liking, oh, That's why I picked it. Very important. That's right. <laughs> oh, you chose the venue today. <laughs> yes. Right. Lambro said, let's go to the same area we did last time. And if you remember yeah. last time, we went to, I think, Bill's or something. And yes. fancy and lovely, but I just, I just want a steak. No steak and chips. I just want no a steak, steak and, and some chips, chips mate. I'm very simple. Yeah, that wasn't about. I had the steak with you today. It wasn't a bad one. You had a different variety. It was, you know, it was yeah. Had, I think it had like a, it was a pepper, peppery sauce on it, right? Which okay. I, you'd like your steaks naked, don't you? Nothing. Well, on this it. no. This one had a quite a sauce, quite a thing melted on it, but I just scraped that off. That's all right. Yeah, I just right. don't mind the flavour in, in if there's some sort of flavour put into it. I just don't want it to be chunky, big mushrooms and all that. Anyway. What are, do, you, do you eat a chicken schnitty? You like chicken schnitty? Yeah, I love a chicken schnitty. Yeah, okay. And you like the chicken schnitty with the cheese on top or no cheese? I don't mind a cheese, but I'm happy to go plain on the schnitty. Righto. Well, that's good to have that in the bank, knowing you, you don't mind a schnitty. On, you know, in case the menu's a bit short for you, in case <laughs> there's no kids' menu, we've got yeah. we always have the schnitty yeah. to fall back on. And I can, I can faithfully no. guarantee that we won't be doing the best food you've never tasted. I think okay. that would that was my suggestion yesterday. That would be a great podcast where you try food for the first time. Blindfold. And I, and I commentate it, yeah, and we, yeah. we talk about it. Oh, the, you com- you'd have to commentate it because all you hear from me is, no, podcast. no. <laughs> 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 had to be a video podcast, I reckon. Yeah. We'd have to yeah. video that one. 
But in the, in the world of short-form media, basically, we'd be creating 15-second videos because it wouldn't last longer than that. But uh, I, don't, I don't know. I know, that, I know you're very particular with what you eat and that you're a super taster, apparently, whatever that means. But you never know unless you try. You never know. It's just like when you watch The Fifth Element, you would never have watched that unless I made you watch it. I sort of, I'm forcing you to watch movies now, right? If you feel- hadn't have seen that, you wouldn't have known it was that you enjoyed it. I feel bullied. That's what I feel. Um, but more importantly, I've already played the intro. I've already acknowledged Nick Arlo. Yeah. We should talk tech. So let's talk tech. It's, it's fascinating because we're like nine days from Christmas, and uh, you know, a couple of weeks away from getting on planes and going to CS, and it's already begun. This 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 process has ramped up, and this started a couple of years ago, didn't it? When LG started dropping press releases, oh, yeah. CES announcement press releases in December. Um, they used to tease, but now they're just boom announcing stuff. Boom. Don't yeah, know. I, I mean, think they're trying to claim some ground. Yeah, they're staking the clear claim. They want to, They want the the airspace before the actual show proper, which were you went. You know what? I reckon the, it started. Um, you'll you'll remember the year, but there was a year. I reckon it's six, five or six years ago. But they both had a TV of some sort. It might have been curved. They both had a big TV of some sort, and they both said, "You know, world's first. Yeah. Um, and one of them had to remove that because they actually didn't announce it first or something like that. And it was just, it was just yeah. embarrassing because they both did the same thing. And I think this is LG's way of going, we're there. Yeah. I think it was 2011 or 2012. It was a while, a while ago. I yeah. do remember that one. Yeah. 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 And what was the TV? Was it a, was it a curved, remember. was it an OLED TV or a curved OLED TV? No, I feel, I feel like it was just, it was just about size and, and curve maybe. I don't know. But in the end it was, it was purely, an announcement for, for announcement's sake, and that's what yeah. was funny about it. So, and, that, and that's the thing people should know about CES. This is a time of year where companies have been preparing their announcements for you, like Samsung. We're going to hear a lot from them. Hisense, Sony, uh, LG, all all these companies, e- even other companies like GoPro and camera yeah. companies. Yeah. This is the show where they've got kind of the eyeballs of the of the world media, and the industry is sort of waiting for these announcements. Now, I need to preface what we're about to do by saying. This podcast is going to go live on Thursday night, so we can't actually talk about one company, but all their information will be on our websites tomorrow, yes. on Friday, Hisense. Um, but I guess all we can say is Hisense has released or is announcing tomorrow their their full lineup of TVs. We've we've already seen yeah. them. And their new features. Yeah. And uh, we can talk, talk about all those new them. features, and you'll read about that on techguide.com.au and EFTM tomorrow. Um because again, that's fascinating. It's like you know what? We're not going to wait until a press conference. We're not not going to wait until a show. We're going to put it out there now. We want to get people excited about this, and that they have got some. And we've pretty actually cool seen things. them too. We saw we've seen these TVs as well. Um, we can't talk about them just yet, but uh, LG kind of got the ball rolling, didn't they? With their they're entering the lifestyle TV space. Did you find that? I find that very interesting. I, th- I think How, it's 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 obvious. Yeah. Samsung's been in this lifestyle game for a few years now. The Serif was the first. Um, the the frame was the first to come to Australia, but the serif was actually the first. Um, and I remember seeing the serif in the hallways when we went to Korea like three, four years ago, and going, "What's that?" And it was just like, "Oh, that's that. yeah. what's the serif?" That's right. I remember the two. It was near where we went to have it lunch. Just, it was just sitting yeah. outside the the boardroom. Yes. They're like, "What's that?" Yes. And it was to them. It was last year's TV, but to us, it was like this is so cool. Never seen it. <laughs> and and so yeah, you, you think about that. it. The journey for Samsung has been: we're going to bring out this TV that has a wooden frame around it and has artwork displayed on it if you need to, right? 
And then that that thing sold well. Uh, they made they've made it bigger and bigger this year. It's even bigger than ever before. You've got different frames to choose from. Obviously, the quality of that TV has progressed in the same way that their yeah. normal TVs have because it is just a, essentially a normal TV with a different kind of body around it. And how big is it now? Seventy against seventy five, or is it eighty five inch now? It's eighty five you can get in now. I don't know that it's eighty five. Is it definitely oh, sixty five? But um, no, they was they announced it was definitely seventy five about. A couple of months ago, so so the frame you know has been a big success, and then more recently they've brought the Serif to market, which is this very different looking uh, TV from the side. It looks like a capital I with these beautiful wire legs. Um, it's a really nice freestanding thing. It reminds me of the old days of the Rank Arena or the whatever in the corner, which yeah, was just it's this got box its own legs. Yeah, just yeah. sits on its own, and uh, the frame is up available in sizes up to eighty five. Eighty five was announced. Crazy, back crazy. In and then and so then so that's a big work of art. So Samsung have the the frame, the Serif, and the Cero, which is this TV that can twist and turn landscape yes. and portrait as you choose, depending on the content that you're watching. So they've they've got you, that market. You also, happening. class the Terrace TV as a lifestyle TV. I think the they the outdoor TV. They do, but I just class that as an outdoor TV. Outdoor TV, yeah. Right. Personally, I mean, if you've got an outdoor TV, you got a pretty good lifestyle though. So it should be a lifestyle TV. Oh, mate, if you've got an OLED or a Neo QLED, you've got a good lifestyle, I'd argue. Right? <laughs> Fair enough. The whole range um, is lifestyle TV there. So so LG's is an interesting. There's two TVs in their lifestyle range, and I, I, I like them both for different reasons. The first one is the Objet. Objet. That's like it's short for Objet d'Art, which is an object of art. It's like an art. Stupid. It's a stupid name. What about the other one, though, what it's called? Stand, stand stand by me. Not stand. stand not stand, stand by. Stand by me. Without, without the D. Yeah. Very weird. So the Objet d'Art TV Objet. Um, is, is weird. It's, it's a huge TV that will can kind of le- it can be lent against a wall at a five-degree angle. And there's this fabric um, uh, cover for it, which can actually uh, – it rolls up. And, and it, it, it covers up about, I'm going to say, 60% of the TV. And it leaves open at the top a place for the time, maybe media control so that your, your music is showing there. So it's it's a bit of screen that I think they'll use for things like weather and, and photos, yeah. who knows, right? But essentially, it's just this thing in the corner. And again, it's solving that problem of big black screen in the room, wasting, you know, wasting space. The, the fabric cover also can cover the entire screen, can't it? So if you want to cover the entire thing... Or if it slides down, you know what? It's reminiscent. It's kind of the poor man's roll-up TV. The roll-up TV. <laughs> Remember how the roll-up TV used to this. come up? Yeah, it used to come up out of the box, and you could also re- roll it down. So there's only a small portion poking out, and will you can do a similar thing to this, where you can only see the top portion of the screen or cover it up completely. So it's kind of a similar concept, but I think this will be a lot more affordable than the roll-up TV somehow. I think so, for sure. But it it looks really nice. So it's kind of got this vacant frame at the bottom. When the when the cover is up, it's a you know vacant box frame. Uh, you know, it's a it's really nice. It's going to be more expensive than I would say all of Samsung's. It looks it just yeah. looks more expensive. And it's an OLED TV, isn't it? It's a sixty five inch yeah. OLED under there. So it's going to be the OLED Evo panel that was on which their is gallery new technology. Yeah, yeah, like, and uh, it, it's a good looking TV. They've got also an 80 watt 4.2 channel sound system too, by the way, and mm. also the textile. This is the attention to detail here. the The fabric cover is made by a Danish textile innovator. Is that such a thing? A textile My innovator. Then the company, I think I'm pronouncing this right, Kvadrat, K V A D R A T. I can tell you right now, and, you're not. Uh, 
three different colors too beige redwood and green so do you have to choose that or do you get all three you reckon i reckon you choose that in the same way that you choose the, the wooden frame color of the frame uh, I reckon right. that's uh, I reckon that'd be good if it was interchangeable, so you won't want to change it. Mate. Well, where are you going to keep the other covers? Oh, I don't know, in the cupboard. I, I don't have that much cupboard space, mate. One of them's going to go to the council recycling. That's just. <laughs> um, what the other one? I, I quite like the stand mate, by me. This, this one is, a cool little is innovation. the most innovative TV I've seen yeah. in a long time. It's it's a 27 inch TV. So you're thinking, oh, what are you kidding? This is stupid. Why, why would you want a 27 inch TV? Yeah. Uh uh. It's on, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a really stupid analogy, but I think it'll help people understand. You're in hospital, you're on a drip, you're in bed, you know, you're you're not feeling well. But you've got to go to the Brasco. You've got to go to the Brasco. You stand up and you and you wheel, you with me? You wheel the, the stand that's holding the drip, right? So, so take the drip off, take everything off, and that stand with wheels is the stand for the stand by me, except the wheels are beautifully less, concealed. Less injections, less injections yeah, in your there's, arm. There's man. no drip. And, and and the TV is on this articulated arm that looks like the one of the old original IMAX. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I do, I do. It well, looks like the I, arm I look, of that. I look at this. I look at this and I think, and for those people who like to watch a lot of stuff on their, on their tablet, mm. so if you say you wanted to watch your, a show on your, on your iPad, and you want to lay on your lounge, you got to hold it. You got to hold it, or you're in bed. You got to hold it above your head, or whatever. And you're, you know, it, it. This, this now can position it. I love the photos. There was one of them positioned near a hammock. A hammock Perfect. One near a lounge. One in bed. So, so this is kind of the, that screen that you want. You don't quite want a big TV, but you want hmm. something bigger than a tablet. So to be nice clear, it's battery operated. So there's three hours of viewing time. Yeah built into it now here's where i think it's unbelievably powerful at our joint we've got a two-story home all the all the rooms are, bedrooms are upstairs like your place right this thing sits upstairs on charge and then let's say jacko wants to watch netflix in his bedroom sure mate you can but that thing is only going to last three hours and secondly yeah. i'll wheel it out when you're done so you're not yes. getting a tv in your bedroom but yes you yeah, can true. do you know what i mean it's this really good way of, of essentially we'll managing to, book it you have to book your time to use it in your house that's it just got to book it, but you don't um, want to put a TV oh, in. And the you can also room. use it. Uh, you one. can use it landscape or portrait too. You can twist it around. You can also um, through your Instagram or your, your phone. So you want to. So it's a little bit like the Serra. You know the Serra, the Samsung yeah. TV. Yeah. This is kind of more a lighter version of that. Mate, you this stream your stuff. To I'm it. imagining lying in bed. The yeah. uh, stand by me is right next to me. So as you yeah. said, you're not holding it, and Did you've got your phone form. in your hand. You're on TikTok, right? Your phone in your hand, mirrored, and you're just flicking with your thumb, but you're not looking at your phone. You're looking at the screen. Yes, that's right. Just flicking through content. Get a chicken and corn there for you? No, TikTok, Stephen. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the that's the freedom you have, mate. You can mirror whatever you want. Oh, off oh, I phone. think it looks brilliant. Yeah, I think it's smart. You and know. so, twenty-seven inch wireless. Can you watch? How could you watch? You watch free-to-air TV, I guess, through the catch-up app. So, is there a TV tuner in it? Or no? no? I don't think. I mean, a TV there might be, but who who cares? So the catch-up apps you can do that because it does have a USB or an HDMI connection. So. You can maybe potentially connect a, a laptop to it or something. And You're mad if you're doing that. It's freestanding, cable-free. It looks yeah. amazing. And is I that the only colour? It's sort of like a beige colour. Is that it's the only colour? It's a beige colour with a beautiful fabric backing as well. I, mate, you're, you're, you've got to make dinner and you're missing out on millionaire. Boom, bring that in. Yeah, like it's, wheel it in. I'm That's telling smart. you, I very think smart. this is very, And it's very a good size too, 27 like it's you know how like what's what's the biggest iPad Pro like twelve point nine or even like a Samsung tablet? Yeah, sure, sure. 
this is a good size where it's it's not you're not sort of squinting down and watching like even like you mentioned this use wheel it in the kitchen imagine you could follow you could watch youtube like follow recipes on this thing. that'd be great and, and here's the so other versatile. brilliant thing about the screen size choice right it's not going to be expensive i mean it yeah. will be it will be relative what to a 27 inch tv what, what do you think it'll be under a thousand I don't think they'll bring it up. I don't think it'll come under a thousand because the battery, the stand, it looks well engineered. Yeah, yeah. You're probably like talking fifteen hundred bucks. Really, under fifteen. It's it's got to be under fifteen or it's mad. Yeah. That's pretty good, mate. If it's under a thousand, they won't make be able to make them quick enough. Spot on. Imagine it at nine nine nine. That would be that'd be an instant buy. But see, at nineteen nine nine, it just becomes yeah, a bit too luxurious, you bloody. You want to buy a TV for that much? You may as well buy a TV, TV and a bloody battery pack. Yeah. So it's because yeah, they've got to be careful there. So if they price it too high, it's going to be you could buy a fifty-five inch TV for the same price. Well, Cheap mate, enough. for ten years we've been talking about how companies fail to understand yeah. pricing versus sales. I genuinely think they could sell thousands of these at as the, at the price you said twelve ninety nine. Yeah. Question without notice: Is it a touchscreen or not? No, I think it would have a remote. Okay, so it's not a touchscreen. If it's a touch screen, then that's going to kill the price again. Yeah. And although, well, if it's, ha- I'd rather it not be a touch screen. It could be cheaper. Same here. And like, Hold if on. you've got a device connected to it, that's your touch screen. Yeah. So that would that'd be the way to keep the price down. Is make I it. I mean, a, is a, there a, a mount for the remote? You know, there are issues there with it being, not being touch screen, aren't there? Well, but I think the fact that you can mirror your mobile, like like you said, you could be laying in bed flicking through your TikToks and be have this big screen. So the, yeah. the, your the phone is your remote control and yeah. and your touchscreen. So I I would give this a I, I would have this in my house. The stand by me, silly name, but uh, I would. Although, why didn't they just make it stand by me? Maybe there was a copyright issue with the movie. You reckon is that why? Or stand oh, by me. I tell you why they didn't do it. Nothing to do with copyright. They just want to be fancy. Yeah. Like objet, objet, and stand by me. Objet, I get. Yeah. It's Broad. like a work of art. Yeah, that's what they're attempting to do there, right? Yeah, mate. I think you know. I think this is smart. And here's the thing about the LG strategy: CES officially doesn't kicked off till like the fifth of January. Press days on the fourth. Um, so we're talking about you know press days on the fifth in Australia. So we are. It's amazing. We are way less than a month. We're three weeks away from that. Let's call it. And LG has got the headline, the lead. Conversation yeah. on two blokes talking tech, which is obviously what they discussed in Korea. How do we make sure we're the first thing the two blokes talk about? <laughs> but in terms of strategy, it's a win for them. Right? Should accomplished. It's a huge win. Absolutely. What about the other thing they announced? Did you see this little uh, indoor gardening <laughs> appliance? What about I that? I wrote about it, and <laughs> I've had a few comments up. suggesting that there might be some people in Western Sydney that'll love this, but it's not big. <laughs> It's not big enough for those plants to grow tall. What right? are they growing? Is there any no no restriction to what you want? It's to for grow? herbs, you gibberish. Oh right, oh right. Okay. You, you know see- what? I described it as looking like a, a you know those little wine fidgets, very 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 niche, um, very uh, very uh, specific glass yes. door, tinted glass door with wine in it. it. Looks like they've taken one of those and ripped out the insides and put in cooling and heating and whatnot so they can build yeah, a little wow. ecosystem. It's a little biodynamic a little hydroponic garden. Or I don't believe hydroponic would be the term and, no. and but it'd be but there's no so it's designed to grow herbs and, and you mean I think it's also an ecosystem thing where you buy the seed packets from them. Uh, so you might buy some basil and some thyme. Um what about me naming herbs? It's unbelievable. Yeah. And you put them in and, and there's, there's there's like ten <laughs> 
there's ten spots for the seeds to grow out, and uh, and basically what when with the door shut, it's airtight, so there's no bugs. Okay. And and the thing creates the right uh, temperature, and it, it creates the right lighting environment to emulate the real world. And so what about grow, it? What about watering fish, it? It does that automatically. It gives it it them twenty wow. times a day or somebody think. Can you grow tomatoes in it or something or what? Well, how's a tomato going to grow, mate? Tomato plants are quite cool. Have you never grown tomatoes? There might be baby tomatoes. I think baby tomatoes grow still on big plants. I think they still grow on big plants. How how tall is this? How tall is the unit? Well, I mean, it's it looks like a little bar fridge, and there's two rows of things there. So you're talking about herbs that grow five centimeters. So. So don't, uh, it, it's not going to be like if you can establish your own your own drug dynasty or nothing like that, is it? It's too I'm small pretty to, confident that's not where they're going. Too with small it, to grow marijuana in it. Is that what you're okay. Saying? Yeah. If you're going to be that, ob- well, that yep. was the obvious question, mate. It was yeah. the obvious question for your Western Sydney readers. Yeah. Is that what you're saying, mate? Is that what you <laughs> mate, said? Your readers right? as well. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Bottom line. Yeah. I don't think this will come to Australia. Okay, mate. This is made. What are you going to made for Korea? Right, this is made for Korea because yeah. they live in apartments. They don't have gardens. They can't grow herbs and veggies for themselves. Yeah. Right? They don't have an Aussie backyard like we do, do they? Like, yes, we got more and more apartments, but I don't believe there's enough of them to to warrant this coming to market. But I could be wrong. Would you use this, or do you have no. an outdoor herb garden already? I don't have an outdoor anything. We kill we kill plants here. Right. Your wife doesn't have a little herb garden or anything. Like no, she, mate, she sill garden. She is the death of any plant that comes near us. <laughs> so the opposite of a green thumb. Correct. Whatever that is, that's what Amanda is. Yep. Because my father-in-law, he's got a genius vegetable garden. Yep. And, like, mate, he grows everything. Which he raised next door to He has avocados. He's got got lemon trees. He does parsley. All all, all the stuff. He's got quite... quite, All the stuff. All the stuff that Master Foods put in little shakers. Yeah, well, you know what? It's not the same, mate. It's grown in your backyard. So you've never ever had a ever done any gardening at all, or apart I don't from mind gardening. Or you don't, do you? What do buy you do? Some little, I, got, I love I love a good marigold flower. They're <laughs> easy to plant. They grow easy. But it's not my <laughs> thing, no. Yeah, no, very nice, very nice. I'm a simple yeah. man. Yeah, we, we've got we've got really nice uh, Christmas bushes here in our in our yard. Christmas bush, which is a a um, flowering plant. It's a, it's okay. like it's red, got red small leaves. It looks like uh, it's red. So it's Christmas color. Yeah. And we often cut them and put them in vases for our our Christmas table. For Love our a life. good Christmas book. Yeah. yeah, that's good. But, Joe, but we got so much of it that Joe cuts it up and wraps it like wraps them in foil. So there's like a little bunch that she gives out to her friends at work and stuff, so they can enjoy the uh, colorful plant as well. Just never thought I'd hear you talking about bush on the show. Yeah, that's all. All bush, mate. Plenty of bush here. Stop it. Two <laughs> blokes talking tech. Um, that's who we are, and you can read about those LG announcements at techguide.com.au and eftm.com. Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. I thought you might have had queued up for me the Kenny Kenny Rogers, you got to know when to hold them <laughs> and know when to fold them. Well, Oppo has uh, learned how to fold them with their first foldable smartphone, yeah. Find and, and I've got to say, it does look really impressive. I think it's our only concept of a folding device, or like this one, is the Galaxy Z Fold 3, and we've seen the two. But this is kind of it's, – it's, it's like Oppo sat back and watched Samsung, what they're doing, and then sort of put out something that 
kind of solves the problems of the Z Fold 3. Right. The problem I'm referring to is that the Z Fold 3, the tall, skinny front screen, is not very useful. It's it's not as, as easy to use as a regular phone. Right. So with the Find N, I do like the fact that it's sort of like a – it's been described as like passport size. So it's shorter and wider. So the front screen can be used like a real – like a normal phone, one-handed. Mm-hmm. And then you open it up, and they've they've got uh, I think the inside screen is seven point one inch, and the outside screen is five point four nine inch. Mm. So I think it's it's of looking at it. I think uh, Marcus Brownlee had a video of it on YouTube, looking at it, and there's even a picture on the, the uh, of of a person holding it in their hand. It's a lot smaller than the Z Fold three, yeah. But it is yet is more compact. What I think is fantastic is that it does not look like the Samsung phone. And it's weird to say because it, it opens and folds the same way. Yeah. But it doesn't look like they've just gone, we're going to do that. It looks like, as you said, they've sat back and put some thought into it, not just in the shape, yeah. but, you know, just the rounded edges. It just it actually just looks fresh well, and It different. looks like the Find X. Remember the Find X with the, <laughs> the curved edges and remember how the camera module, the curved up curved to the, in, to yep. the lenses? Yep. So it's it's got similar design language there. Uh, and and they've also got this new, uh, what they call their Flexion hinge, which is like a, they call it like a teardrop-shaped hinge so that the it, it reduces the – it folds – they reckon it folds to within 0.01 millimetre precision of the, of the right. folding mechanism so that when it – so it really smoothly opens and closes. But it's it's the t- teardrop, the, what they call water drop hinge. So when it's opened, it's it's less of a crease. It, it right. opens a lot flatter. And they, they're claiming that it's 80% less noticeable than other devices. So – in other words, the fold. But uh, it also has no gap as well. You know how the Samsung phone has a little gap there? Yeah. Relieve a bit of the pressure. This phone, the hinge has gets rid of that gap completely. So it makes it slimmer and, and because flatter. Because essentially when you close it, the hinge is, is pushing out on the screen to, to create that gap, but you don't see it because the hinge is covering it. Because the hinge, yeah, it sort of, the hinge takes that, takes does the heavy lifting there. So rather than it, yeah, sort of spreading it out, and and there needs to be room in the middle. It it it's taken that gap away. They've done the the, the old testing. They say a hundred times a day for five and a half years, two hundred thousand opens yeah. and shots. Um, you know, it's it's got a it's action packed. It's got one hundred twenty hertz screen. You know, it's it's not like they're coming in slow. They're coming in with you know big four hundred four thousand four and a half thousand milliamp hour battery. Yeah. Um, Super Vuk charge charging as they as they love to call it. You know, it's. Mate, it's good, and it's it's like, actually available uh, in China, you know, next week. So yeah, they're not mucking China, around. Only China at this point. Yeah. There's no announcements for Australia or US, Europe, no Mate, other. I think what they'll around. do is they'll spend they'll they'll get it in the hands of like fifty thousand people in China. Yeah. Get all that feedback and triple check because they know what happened with Samsung. They've got to be careful. Yeah. You can't stuff up and, the and, first one because they won't recover yeah. like Samsung did. No way. No, they they. But oh, I think. They've they've sort of sat back and they've they've kind of done an Apple here. They've so Apple didn't want to be the first. They're not they're they're, they're not mm. always the first at something, yep. but they really take their time and make sure that it's right. So it 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 seems to me that's what they've done. They said it, it's been four years in development. They've had six generations of prototypes. So it's not like something they've rushed to market. And I think the fact they're just going to release it in China only that's kind of like a test market, I think, for them. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, and I love the fact that on their on their kind of marketing material, they say from the N find N 
from novelty to necessity. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I've never been a fan of the fold and still am not, but yeah. I am blown away by how many people we're seeing with those things, you know? Yeah. I was... Um, I've seen a few people with the folds lately. With the fold yeah. three, that's really pumped up the numbers of people, I reckon, who were Absolutely. maybe on the fence about it. And I think but, price uh, did that. Yeah. That's what's critical here yeah. is price. I wonder what this would be worth if it was... I mean, it'd be... It'd be two. It'd be two thousand uh, dollars at least. You know, mate. Again, uh, you know, we, we love giving advice to companies on on pricing strategy, but yeah. you can't be you can't be the same or less than uh, or same or more than Samsung. Well, would that be your strategy if you were Mister Oppo, the boss of Oppo, and Samsung's phones two and a half? Would you come in at one triple nine? What would you do? I, one, think, two, I think in their head oh. they're going to come in at two 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 nine nine or two one nine nine, but it needs to be one nine nine nine. Because it is smaller, don't forget. So you're not getting quite as big a device. So it's smaller. Uh, Mate, it, it's the, 7.1 inside screen. The, so the it's thing is, Oppo, Samsung, they're not Robertson Crusoe in this whole folding race. We know TCL do, do folding phones. I've played with TCL's folding flip phone. It's fantastic. But they literally couldn't get it to market at a, at a price low enough below Samsung that it would commercially make sense. But so, do, do you think why would you, think you do this that? Category, do you think this even has legs? This category? Do you reckon there are like will Apple ever have a folding phone like this? I it's years away. I reckon someone's going to tag this bit of audio, but I don't believe <laughs> that the tablet fold style, so the Samsung fold style, is yeah. the future. I think the flip is. Right. I've said so this from the very start of folding a, screens. So making a phone smaller rather than making it a phone and a tablet is that what correct. You're Yes. Yeah. I, well, they don't want to. They don't want to cannibalize themselves, do they? they don't, right. If Apple did this, imagine they're this making thing. a phone that folds out to a tablet size. You would have. That'd kill the iPad Mini or the exactly. Or iPad Mate, but if you say, "Listen, look at this thing," and then it just folds shut, it's half the size. Yeah. Mate, that thing is outselling everything in the market. That'd it's be just, the, that'd be the Trevor Long phone, the Trevor phone. Mate, I'd want to have something bigger than that, but. But I guess well, the, but the again, first ones probably be, would be the size that you like, though. Yeah, don't you think? But it would be. Do you reckon they they would make it so that the screen is longer or bigger or wider or something? Or no, would they just take no, this just keep up? it the same and fold it in half. Wow, that'd be uh... mate, the flip three is a. Oh, mate, I gave it smartphone of the year. It's the best smartphone on the market. Yeah. On value it's, yeah. and inclusions, it's unbelievable. An improvement. So it hasn't improved a hell of a lot from from for generation two to three. Imagine what generation four is going to be like. That's going to be amazing. So, but do you think though that there is like Oppo's out now with one Samsung, Apple kind of no, not not in the race yet. But do you think that there is enough interest in this type of form factor to for us to see other manufacturers putting these out? Like, do you reckon we'll see? You know, I know Motorola had the Razor, but do, were there, are there other brands you reckon that might do this? That might, yes, that because might we, as I said, we know TCL know how to do it. TCL makes screens. There's nothing to say they won't sell those screens if not do it themselves. Uh, yes. Didn't, didn't Oppo also have the the uh, the rollout phone? Yeah, the rollout phone. So mm. they're, they're I, I personally, I reckon the rollout phone is probably a little bit would would me would be interest me in terms of its. It folds down to a small device and only opens up when you need it. So it's not there's no hinge involved. Yeah, that mechanism is yeah, that mechanism is is going to be problematic. You know, their ability to essentially warrant that mechanism to work two hundred thousand times because it's actually a physical motor mechanically pushing the thing out are 
you're better off just giving people the the legwork to open and shut it and, and and put all your eggs in the hinge basket yeah. than stressing about a, a little electronic motor that rolls something out, don't you reckon? So Oppo had that. T- t- TCL had one of them too, didn't they? They demonstrated a, a rolling phone, a scrolling phone. I think they did, yeah. A prototype yep. a couple of years ago yep. or a year ago. That's right. Um, so what are the other brands? So TCL have got something like this. Xiaomi Samsung. have done demos of that sort. Xiaomi, yeah. So we've Huawei. seen Huawei. Well, not that anyone knows. Oh, well, they had a folding phone. So, well, remember they we, had the, we know, the, the original fold was yeah, the other we know, way. We yeah. know they know how to do it. So, what are they working on, or have they given up completely? Yeah. Well, um, you know, I think, but it, I think what we're going to see, like, if a company comes up and says, "Oh, you know, the folding the folding markets increased three hundred percent year on year," that's not hard to do because all yes. they need is like an extra ten people buying it, and the yeah, market's mate, great. The, the so, mate. At the end of the first year of Two Blokes Talking Tech, we'd had a 100% increase in audience. <laughs> of course. You know what I mean? Like it's, yes, yes, it's yes. It's a poor way to judge it, I think. So, look, I think um, it's impressive. There's no doubt what Oppo's done with the Find N is impressive. I think we're both agreed that China's a test market for them to yeah. establish whether or not the thing can be reliable and because, you know, they can shut people up over there. Um, it's just we'll have to wait and see in the early in the new year what, what really happens with it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm keen. Would would love to get my hands on it to try it out. It'd be good. Good. Maybe it might. Well, I don't, well it won't be at CES. Might be at Mobile Apple World Congress. Mate. Yeah, this thing. Sure. Yeah. They'll be able to talk about this in more detail at Mobile World Congress. I reckon it's that refined. It's that. It's that obviously a product with three different colors and all that. By yeah. the way, I love the white one. It looks sick. Um, that. Yeah, I think this is a Mobile World Congress announcement for the for the mainstream global which, launch, uh, which we are both going to as well, Barcelona. Right. Yeah. Barcelona. And you think end of, that, end of Feb is it end of February? You think that Oppo, as as our host, would be the the very yeah. company that would show us this product? So absolutely. Well, I've, I have already asked for it. Where they said, "Look, it's only in China. If you want to fly to China, go yeah. for your life." See you later, mate. I said, "Look, I might just wait." Yeah, just hold hold the phone on that. Hold off. Hold the phone. I like it. Hold the phone. Yeah, I'm go. here for you, buddy. I'm here for you. All right, you can <laughs> read about the Oppo Find N at TechGuide.com.au and EFTM.com. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. Two blokes talking tech proudly presented to you by our good mates at Arlo. They're a great supporter of ours. And look, this is the time of year if you want to get into a, a wireless camera, you, you can't go wrong with the Essential. The Essential has an in, it's an indoor camera. Uh, it's affordable. It, it, it plugs into the wall, so there's no need to worry about charging it. So if you want to maintain your level of uh, your security inside your home while still maintaining your privacy, a lot of people are maybe creeped out if they're having a phone, uh, a camera, I should say, inside their house. Well, it does offer that 1080p quality, but it does have an automated privacy shield to safeguard those private moments. And you can see quite clearly when that privacy shield is activated. It's a big white circle over, over the lens, so no... No risking, uh, no uh, no mistaking that the privacy shield is up. Setup is a breeze. You can connect it directly to your Wi-Fi. So there's no other hubs, nothing else needed. You can instantly connect to your Wi-Fi and get you started. And then from there, you might want to get an essential wireless outdoor essential camera as well. The essentials are a great way to start on the Arlo journey. And if you want to read more about all of those and get into get into the market, you can check it out at Arlo.com. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. So I follow Boost Mobile founder Peter Adderton on social media essentially for the laugh. Um, <laughs> the bloke is, without question, the loosest cannon 
in I love it. In the I world. love it when he gets they bring him in to talk about stuff because he he uh, he loves sort of going off 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 script and talking yeah. about. He loves expressing himself, his thoughts yeah. about all of those things. That's all. Awesome. So now this is a bit complicated and it requires background for those who don't follow motorsport closely. But you know he loves motorsport. He's put investing a lot of money in the supercars. Uh, specific drivers, teams, you know, Boost Mobiles all over a few cars. Um, Optus is also a sponsor of supercars. They're on the windscreen of the uh, of the Andretti United Appliances Online car, which is driven by Chaz Mostert, who won Bathurst. So essentially, Optus won Bathurst is your, is your headline if you're looking for a telco war. Now, Boost did well. They got a podium, and that's an out- outrageously good result for Brody Kostecki. But obviously, these big sporting events, and there was, you know, big crowds there and everything, you've got what what, what brands call activations. So, you know, you would have had Repco, the major sponsor, would have had a shop there. You could buy Repco gear and car parts and stuff. Um, you know, all the sponsors have places you can go to find out more. So Boost had a little activation tent, you know, where you can go out and find, about, find out a Boost. They might have been handing out free SIM cards. Who knows? So a couple of blokes walk up to this tent and they say to the people from Boost, oh, tell us, you know, um, I, I don't think there's very good coverage on Boost. And so what happens is, allegedly, one of those uh, Boost mobile representatives says, oh, Boost's network's four times bigger than Optus. And the problem is the person they told that to was an Optus manager. Playing a bit of the old secret shopping, you know, looking around, see what the opposition's saying. So instead of going, oh, yeah, cool, that's interesting. What was your name? Um, He just ran away and called his boss and they sent a legal letter to Boost. What? They've sent a for an offhand know, comment at the right essenti- at, at, at yeah, Bathurst. Wow. Essentially, a cease and desist from wow. you know, which is not what it's called, but it's a it's an instruction that uh, that says, look, we uh, we believe that a Boost Mobile representative made this claim that the the Boost network or the Telstra network is four times bigger than Optus, and they right. then go into great detail to say to the extent that this percentage is intended to be a reference to Telstra's coverage of the Australian population, the Optus network covers 98.5% of the Australian population with <laughs> Telstra covering 99.3. And, mate, it's two and a half bloody pages of lawyers yeah, I think saying we're better than you. There, there's, this is, and uh, you know what, this isn't the first time that's happened. I, no. you, you, uh, how many times do you reckon this happened between Telstra and Optus and even Vodafone? Well, I remember, I remember when Vodafone first crying. got big into 4G. Um, it was when I first kind of rejoined Vodafone to, to discover it. I'm talking eight years ago or so, and there was good phones. Remember, it was starting to get really fast. 4G was like, wow, it's like 100 meg and stuff. And I went around, mate, I did a lot of tests. I did like a day and a half of tests. And I wrote an article going, it's like, it's unbelievable. Vodafone is the fastest network. They're back. So, yeah. so Vodafone put up a billboard, and they put it in MX newspaper with a quote from me. Well, the next day, billboard's down, newspaper ad's gone because Vodafone got a legal letter from Telstra saying you can't say that. We're faster. And it's just a pissing contest, basically. Yeah. But what's fascinating here is, and this is Peter Adden, oh, like Peter Adden's going like hammer and tong on his keyboard at me about it. Um, and in the end, you know, if someone with a Boost Mobile shirt at a Boost Mobile stall said that the Telstra network is four times bigger than Optus, they're wrong. They shouldn't have said that in any way, shape or form. Now, does does Boost and Telstra have many, many more mobile towers than Optus? Absolutely. Does geographic coverage matter when you're actually really only worried about population coverage? Yeah, you're probably right, Optus. But you know yeah. what? Here's my problem with a legal letter like this: if you firmly believe that that uh, an, an error, a wrong was done, you got to take the person's name. You got to say, "Listen, we went to the thing, and Stephen." Uh, a, a representative with a Boost mobile shirt said this. Yeah, that's a little bit more kind of you know. I think that's 
that's worth following up. Whereas Booster's looking at this going, well, who was it? We like we yeah, can't but, take any action. We don't know who said it. Can I ask though? So this was a this was a one to one conversation. This wasn't published anywhere, was it? No, no, there was just it wasn't. This was it just was, two people talking to each other. It, it wasn't on the radio, not TV. No, no, two people but, talking to each other. But you've got to look at it as from Optus's perspective. The person talking from Boost was essentially representing Boost as a salesperson. Yeah. They were a, a, a marketing person. They were a young kid, essentially, probably a 16-year-old, you know, earning money to wear a shirt and hand out SIM cards. So it's not like they would be briefed on the entire complexity of the mobile network market, right? And they were representing Boost. And so if they did say it, they probably shouldn't have. And so right. Optus is saying, oh, you've got to educate your – the next steps are you have to immediately cease making these claims. You have to review your training materials and sales scripting. I mean, it's just like, Really? I mean, how amazing well, the, is this? I suppose their thinking is, well, how, God knows how many people he said that to. That's right. So and he that's, might be saying that might be he's telling everyone that. That's Optus's clear motive behind this. It's it's a very yeah. important thing. You know, I asked Optus to, to comment on this, and they said, look, Boost doesn't have a network. It relies on Telstra's network, which is their first, you know, little stab. Um, and then they talk about percentages, and they say Boost claims of a four times coverage are simply untrue. The Boost team should focus on making correct statements that do not mislead customers. But what's really funny here is, you know, Telstra, Optus, Vodafone, they're your three networks. Boost is not even an MVMO. They're a subsidiary, essentially, a marketing arm of Telstra. It's it's the full network. It's the best you can get outside of being on Telstra. Um, Optus have a similar thing called GOMO, you know, which is their kind of, you know, youth brand. The question is, is this Optus saying, geez, Boost is doing pretty well? <laughs> like, mm. we, we actually need to, we, we can't let them get away with this because, we, game. yeah, we're not doing very well. I think it's fascinating because they're, they're pushing the Optus brand pretty heavy. I don't think their second tier brands are doing very well. Yeah, right. Oh, well, they may have refocused their energies to promote those other, that other sub brand. The only people that win in these things are lawyers. Yeah, sounds that way. Always it's the always the telco space has always been like this though. Like claims are double checked yeah. and triple checked, and that's why I remember when uh, there was a study. I think it was the end of last year when there was an independent study that sh- that said, yeah, the Telstra five G network is wider and more mm. available, but on average, Optus is faster. Remember, was yeah. it was Ookla? Remember the the people yeah, behind speed test. So weren't they shouting that from the rooftops? The, where Optus had the saying they had on average the fastest 5G network. Do you remember right that yeah. a year ago? So it, unless it's from an independent source, you know, triple checked and 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 validated, then these claims uh, of triple checked and 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 like like you've just talked about, they're uh, they're argued against if they they're not valid and genuine. So you're right. The lawyers are getting getting busy and getting rich you know, out of this all. It's uh, because I think it's important though that the customers are getting the right information. Yeah, it's yeah. easy to say stuff that's not true, make all these claims. Yeah, and because because you know what, if it was the other way around, if Telstra was saying stuff that was that that Optus claim was untrue, they'd be as hard at it as the as yeah. the other as they were. I just think so, it's hilarious because you, the one person that won't sit back. Is Peter Adderton. <laughs> You're better off letting sleeping dogs yeah. lie here. You, you would have been yeah. better off. <laughs> if I was Optus's CEO, here's what I would have done. I would have texted Peter Adderton and said, mate, just so you know, a couple of blokes from Optus spoke to one of the Boost guys and he said the network was four times bigger. You might want to be careful with that stuff. Yeah. But sending a legal letter, mate, 
He yeah, he he took three seconds because he 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 put on a photo of the header on Instagram, you know, uh, you know yeah. the address, and then the, and I said, "Can you send me the whole letter, mate?" Took no time. He was happy to share it. You know, just, <laughs> yeah, it's just hilarious to me, and I, I just love the fact that yeah. we've got this battle going on in the telco space. The telco wars, telco wars on and off the track at Bathurst is wow. um, is the way it operates. So you can, if you're interested in that little uh, argument, you can read most of the details of the letter at eftm.com. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. It's getting in that time of year, Trevor. It's summer. Um, and, you know, take take your mind back two years ago, oh. before COVID, pre-COVID. Remember, the biggest the biggest thing we were facing was bushfires. And I, I remember, and you probably remember this too, when we were flying into Vegas for CES 2020. Yeah. And people were hearing our accents and they were saying, because it was such widespread news, they were saying, oh, how, we've heard about all your bushfires and how, how how's it all going? They were really curious to know. Yeah. The whole world. People were really genuinely it. worried for Australia. Yeah. And because they, on the news over there, there was maps of Australia on fire. It was on fire. <laughs> That's right. Well, speaking of maps, though, Google Maps has added a bushfire layer. So mm-hmm. if you're living in a in an area where that may be you know subject to bushfires, you might live near a national park or you're in near bushland, the Google Maps will now include this new bushfire layer, so you can get up to date and official information. So you can keep an eye on any fires nearby, and you know this could potentially help you make what could be a life saving decision. I like it. And, and look, the data is so strongly available now that, you know, the RFFs, the CF, CFA in Victoria, whoever they are in the different states, you know, this is a data-based organisation because they use the data to send planes, crews, people, everything. Like, it's it's amazing the information they have. And so, I mean, the, the Fires New You app, for example, in New South Wales is brilliant, and this is essentially using the same data. It's kind of a little bit annoying that you just we're just not pushing people to that app because that app has many more strong points in, in terms of things like notifications and the like as well. But, you know, the fact that you can now, you'll be able to open the map and just overlay with the spots of where the fires are and stuff so that you can avoid it. Um, you yeah. can, you can be alerted to it. You know, it's a nice, it's a nice use of Google maps in terms of the layering of information. They've been working with the Australian state and territory fire agencies as well. So they're yep. getting... This is not them just pulling the data for fun. This is them working to make sure, because the RFS, they want people to have the app, obviously, their app, but they also don't care. They want everyone to have the info. That's all that matters. They want to keep the community safe. Yeah. And look, the, the, the way the weather has been in New South Wales and Sydney anyway lately is that not much. It's been a lot of rain, a lot of overcast weather, so it's mm. not as, as hot and dry as it was a couple of years ago. Uh, so uh, hopefully this, this layering won't be required, but it's good to know it's there. You, yeah. you, you get all this up-to-date information. You see uh, any nearby bushfires, easy to easily monitor what's happening, see the level of severity, and then you even see the recommended actions as well. So if you're in an area there where, you know, there's a grass fire or something happening, and you, you can see this reliable and trusted information coming through. So uh, mm. good move, Google, for the, the fire layer, the bushfire layer on Google Maps. Hey, Google, you did good. Hey, Google, well done. Sorry if we've set off your speakers, folks. I don't have a Google in here. I've only <laughs> hey, got a Google, <laughs> listen to two blokes talking tech. Oh, mate, don't do that. Hey, Google, set an alarm for 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Google, leave a five-star rating for two blokes talking tech. <laughs> oh, mate, we're going to get some hate now. We asked Uh-oh. for really nice reviews at the start of the Uh-oh. show. Should I edit this bit out? <laughs> see what happens. Yeah, have see what fun. happens. Two blokes talking tech. 
Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Yes, it is. Two Blokes Talking Tech brought to you by the great people at Netgear. And as they say on their very own website, wrap up the holidays in exceptional Wi-Fi. And you can buy Netgear products at store.netgear.com.au. There's always great deals there as well. For example, the um, the small Orbi AC1200 mesh system, 229 bucks. Those are the little square boxes, really easy to uh, uh, to manage. Um, they're a great little product, all the way up to the top of the line. Imagine buying the uh, RBK854. That's a four-pack of their top-of-the-line mesh system, uh, the Netgear Mural Canvas. Everything's available from Netgear on the Netgear store. So if you're looking for uh, improving that home Wi-Fi uh, this Christmas, spend your holidays making your network better, and you can do that at store.netgear.com.au. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. Stephen, the answer to your question, um, just... <laughs> I just sent you a little question on uh, WhatsApp while you is, were doing the live read. The answer to your question is maybe. Okay. I think there's a chance. It's our last official show. This is our, the- yes, is right? sorry. You're right. This is the last official Two Blokes Talking Tech of the year. Yeah. We may so come back. Drop, sorry to drop you on that 50 minutes in. We've got to drop um, <laughs> We've got to drop a bunch of movie podcasts into the queue as we jet away overseas. So in the middle of those, I just feel like we might just take a break from movie talk because it'll it'll tire me and I will just chat. So there might be a private there might be a private slash CES preview kind of chatter, I think. Right. Do you know what I mean? That's so what, are, we, are we? So I'm asking you this live on the show. <laughs> are, are, are we doing a private this week, or is it just this official show and then a, perhaps a? No, we'll, we'll do, we'll do a private. Oh, we, yeah, I'll just in between. I'll just go and check with the family that they haven't have divorced me. <laughs> and uh, by the way, it's, it's Stephen's fault. Stephen's fault. Stephen. Oh. Stephen woke up a bit sore this morning, so we couldn't. <laughs> so we couldn't record. So he said, "Make oh. me record tonight." And I'm like, "Well, mate, it's my son's birthday." Um, but yes, uh, hang on a minute. Excuse me. I yeah. did say. I'll come to your office Friday morning. Did yeah, but mate, the podcast needs to go out on Friday. We're on a schedule now, mate. Hey, all right. We're on a schedule. But I can't help it if my bloody rug, rugby league shattered neck is oh, bloody hurting me. Poor princess. <laughs> I had to get a. I had to get an urgent adjustment, mate. It was. Uh, it sounds. Yeah. Have you ever had a neck adjustment? No. You ever been to a chiropractor? No. Oh, mate, you got to do it. No, thanks. You know how you go. You know how you take your car in for you know filter yeah. change, oil change. Having an adjustment is like doing that for your body. Get your spine and get your spine right. You know your neck right because that can affect other parts of your body. I sound like a chiropractor now because it does. It does have a you know it's the central part of your body that can if you've got a, like a, a they call it a subluxation, which is like your your joints are you you're out of joint a little bit. That's what happened to my neck. It really caused me headaches and a lot of a lot of grief, but it can affect other parts of your body. But anyway. I'm a, I'm I've no desire to go to a chiropractor, I'll be honest, but you can, you can, you can, you can sell me on that. You. I'd love to see you on the table where he's twisting you around, cracking your back, cracking your neck. You know, that'd be awesome to Does see Does it that. hurt? I'd pay money to see that. No, not at all. Do you crack your knuckles? Do you ever crack your knuckles? A little. Can you, do you, you know, you... I can, I can, uh, my feet, that, right? my ankles, if I twist them like this, <laughs> they, they crack. Is that your party trick? Constantly. Is that your party uh, trick? Amanda hates it, though. Uh, I'm in bed, I'll just because crack, my, crack the, my ankles a bit. Did you know though that the sound this be the private feet you're going the sound that it makes is not bones no. hitting other bones. It's it's gas escaping out of your joint. 
a lot of that's gas in sound. my joints. That's the sound that makes. It's, it's gas coming out of the, your joint. Right. It's not anyway, this it's is the last official show <laughs> for the year. Just answering your question. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, th- thanks for my reference to my princess neck neck pain. That's all good. <laughs> so what do Next you want to do? You want to wrap up the year, did you, mate? Did you want to talk well, about- no, I was just saying that, well, it's been a big year for us. Like, we we, we celebrated our 10th anniversary of the show. So yeah. thanks to all. And 500 for, episodes. And 500 episodes. So it's been quite a year for the two blokes. We, ha- we didn't go anywhere. So 2022 was the first full year. 2021, yep. 2021, sorry, was the first full year that the two blokes Rounded. had gone anywhere. Uh, so, yeah, I think the furthest we went was Brisbane for the Magic, Magic Round. Magic Round, yeah. what we did. But we didn't travel overseas. But we're, we're back as soon as as soon as soon tick, ticks over into 2022, we are off again, off into the wild blue yonder to CES. And then at the end of February, we're going to the Mobile World Congress. So we're kind of getting back to normal, don't you reckon? So when you look back at 2021, Apart from, and I, I say this, I think, on the behalf of both of us, um, we had a great year because I think we felt some serious, I felt a lot of love from the from the audience at the 10th anniversary at the 500th episode. Yeah. It just felt, I feel like a real family with, with, with what we achieved through this thing, and it's good fun. And we've said before, no, beating around the bush, we make money out of this. This is our job, and we love doing it. It's easy because we're just talking. And uh I, th- I think the year, it wasn't really a slow year. There was some great stuff happened, like some yeah. good products, some good announcements. It was just, it wasn't, just wasn't the same when you're not flying around looking, which sounds like you're just missing out on flights. But I don't think you can appreciate the difference between um, hearing about a product and touching and feeling a product Sneak and then expressing it, yeah. your review and thoughts on it firsthand yeah. um, to having to wait days or weeks before you can do that. It's a, it's a big difference. Here's my question for you then. 2022. I don't expect it to be just just to go just to you know snap our fingers and just go back to normal with the no. normal amount of events, normal amount of travel. No. So I, I think it might be companies may have realised that doing things virtually actually works for them. Like oh, you, you think of the so no doubt, still, their objective was still achieved. They sold product. They they got enough publicity and they, they saved a ton of budget because they weren't sending people halfway around the world and running these big events. So do you think, though, here's what I suspect might happen. It's who blinks first, I reckon, because yeah. say a company's, say company A over here thinks, you know what, this year, 2022, we're going to play conservative, we're going to go virtual, we're going to do what we do virtually. So what's to stop company B, C, and D thinking, nah, we're going to go out, we're going to come out bigger, better, harder than ever. Yeah. So it's going to kind of force everyone to sort of make make the, the move. The problem is I think that conversation is happening already in places. There'd be people who want to jump first, but because of the way insurance and OHS works in these big businesses, they've got to be careful of their own stuff, let alone the people they bring along to an event. And the world's still crazy, right? Yeah. Europe is fed income, you know, melting yeah, down well, again. As we uh, record this, what today New South Wales had was, had what, seventeen hundred cases of, of seven hundred or thirteen hundred? Thirty well it was over a thousand, whatever it was. So it was this Omicron variant is uh, and the lines to get tested and now hours of waiting now to get tested. And yeah. so it's, it's, and it happens to be coming to the part of the year where it's Christmas and everyone's out shopping and having Christmas parties. And so I think, uh, and, and just is, and this week as well, the mask rules have changed. So you don't have to wear a mask while still yeah. people are still going to wear a mask. We don't know what the new year is going to hold in terms of how things can operate, but I do think we're in for a similar year. 
I think this year, next year, 2022, is going to be very similar to this year. It's going to be conservative, yeah. With a few, with a few uh, uh, standout events. And I don't mind it that way, to be honest. I mean, you know, yeah. Mobile World Congress is looking good and it's booked and all that, but, you know, there's still – we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know – because you've got to remember, if they put in place quarantine conditions around it, then, like, that's going to be a no-go for me. Um, yeah. Just ask the West, just ask Western Australia and their the, the test match. Yeah. They so, test you know, I think it's going to be very similar. And I think from a technology perspective, um, and I've been asked this, you would have been as well all week, I, 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 I fear – and I genuinely fear that all the bloody talk next year is going to be about virtual reality, metaverse, VR stuff yeah, because yeah, of Facebook yeah. and the renaming thing. And like, well, you, hard you know, to avoid that one, eh? Hard to I know, not, but I, I, I interviewed the head of bloody metaverse at Meta, and he said to me, mate, it's 10, 15 years away. Uh, so the, anyone okay. jumping on this bandwagon is just jumping on the bandwagon, right? No one yeah. knows what this thing is. It's yeah, funny. Know, it was never going to happen overnight. But Second I, Life existed yeah. 15 years ago. It's the same thing right now. If you think that what you yeah. see today in the metaverse. So I'd actually prefer that we were talking about NFTs and blockchain. Oh, as much as I hate those things, I'd prefer yeah. we talked about that than the metaverse. Product-wise, you know, I do think that it could be the year where the fold continues to to democratize, gets a bit cheaper again. More folding um, prices. Like budget, they might be like a budget folding phone, perhaps that'd be cool, or a, a more a more affordable, let's call it. Um, but but I don't expect anything, you know, radical outside of that. You know, yeah, I think we're in. For- I think we've we've seen from the remember we talked about the LG lifestyle TVs and, and a lot of the product announcements, even last year and uh, late last year and, and all this year, are all around the new um, home home-centric lifestyle we're leaving now, like yes. people still working from home. Like that, the standby me LG TV is a perfect example of that. Yeah, it's, where it's a great at-home product. Same with laptops. I was saying to the boys um, uh, who are who right for me, you know, we look at it, laptops and stuff, and I said, someone said to me, oh, there's a laptop coming out with a 1080p camera. I said, mate, any laptop that does not have a 1080 camera loses yeah. points on the review. They're not, they're not trying hard enough. That, yeah, that's that's right. outrageous in 2022. Yeah. So, so the amount of times we've zooming and video. There, there's a new benchmark, yeah. I think, for a lot of that stuff. And it does take time for that to be developed. So next year is the year. But also, you know, supply shortages are not going to go away. So yeah, that's, that's going to be ever present. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of super fascinating, and I don't think anyone can genuinely predict how the year's going to pan out on on a technology front, let alone politically. Yeah, exactly COVID-like. right. Well, but I think that yeah, the fact that uh, what's happened and sort of the lifestyle, the lockdowns and everything, it has shaped the 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 product, the roadmaps of a lot of companies and their product, the thoughts yeah. around products and, and how we use them, where we use them. That's going to continue for sure. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think we're going to go – I don't think we're, someone's just going to snap their fingers and everything goes back to normal 100%. No. I think it's yeah. going to take – it's going to probably be a more conservative. I think we'll still we'll travel more. Obviously, we're traveling next month, but I think that it'll be a lot more conservative. There'll be uh, there'll be some big companies that still want to have those big global events. Others may. Other companies have seen success in the virtual event and will maybe continue to do yeah. that as well. Yeah. I reckon that that's a definite as well. So there will be some where. Uh, there will be back to being there in person and uh, people from around the world will be invited to various locations. But I think there will be some that may not return as an in-person event uh, 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 in the tech world. Yeah, fascinating. to see how it will be. And CES, which will be out in a couple of weeks, that is obviously going to be quite quite uh, scaled down compared to what it is normally 
the 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 number of exhibitors, the number of attendees. Uh, so that it's going to be obviously a smaller show than normal, but still. Will that return to its former glory as well? Is yeah. that going to be an, a, a victim uh, of this as well? That's uh, yeah. that's something that we're going to have to wait and see, I guess. Hey, eh? it'll be a fascinating year, and uh, we're going to be back every single week of the year, and we kick the year off. Uh, two bucks talking tech at CES uh, with at least a couple of shows over there to wrap up what we've seen and what's happening. Um, and we both kind of back on the ground uh, in mid to late January to uh, bring you back to the weekly schedule of. Uh, of the shows that we do, um, we appreciate the feedback we've gotten and the support for the for the channel of of content that we've decided to create. And I know it's jarring for some people, but I, I do think that once you get used to the fact that you can just skip it if you've already ha- heard it, or you can unsubscribe from the other ones. If you can do whatever you want, it's your choice how you consume our content. Um, but we're really really pleased with the fact that more people are engaging overall with all of our content, and I think that's um, that's good for everyone because it means that. Uh, you know, we put a lot of effort into these shows. Stephen puts a lot of effort into Tech Guide every Monday night. I'm doing I'm doing EFTM on a Tuesday. If more people can hear that, it's good. It's good for us. And, yeah, um, it's and been good. No, it's been really positive. We got mo- mostly positive feedback, nearly all entirely positive feedback about that. Uh, and uh, this was a year, of course, that we added the the movie podcast to our our schedules as well. Yeah. It's like I'm, I'm now forcing Trevor to watch a movie once a week now, which is yeah, uh, tough life. Quite enjoying. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's just so hard to complain about because if I complain to someone, they go. I've got to watch a movie. What? Yeah. They're like, I've got to watch a movie. And I'm going, yeah, I've got it. And they're like, what do you got to do it for? I said, because I've got, I get paid to do it. And they're like, oh, oh, sure. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, it's not really an easy thing to complain about, let's be honest. But, no, um, but um, it's really good to see your movie education growing week to week. Merry Christmas to everyone, to your family. Stay safe on the road. Stay safe when you travel. Stay safe when you go out because it is a, a still a, a constant kind of threat out there at the moment. So just keep it, keep it simple, keep it safe, keep your distance and all those things. Stephen, to you, Joe, the kids, Merry Christmas and uh, have a wonderful new year. But I'll speak to you in between then because we, we're in constant communication, basically. We are, basically. That's right. And to you, mate, and the family, I hope you get back to Jacko's birthday. So he gets presents for the birthday and then a couple of weeks later gets the Chrissy presents. That's it, mate. And you had a birthday this week too. So yeah. happy birthday to, to, to big Trev. He was... Yep. Turned 57. How old did you turn, mate? <laughs> 45, you smart ass. Um, Jacko, so that's a big week. Jacko's just busting to play Call of Duty. So well, mate, he's, he's been at baseball training. So I got, I've got i got Call of Duty on the on the PlayStation here. I decided to install the full version of Call of Duty on the Xbox because right. if, if we try and use two Xboxes, there's a bit of sometimes you, you can't because one's not the home and all this kind of rubbish. Yeah. So I thought we'll just play cross-platform. We'll, um, we'll, so we'll, Call of Duty, the latest one, Vanguard. Yes, well, I think what I'll do is I'll I'll get onto the Pacific thing, you know, the multiplayer Fortnite style battle royale rubbish. Oh, okay, and then he likes that, does he? Just, oh, I just want him to see it and play it for a bit, and then right. I'll say to him, mate, get in, just play a bit of Vanguard so you can understand the game, and then let's play some multiplayer because I actually quite enjoy that, you know, that cooperative approach to that stuff. Yeah, okay. I think that'll be fun. Tell him he wants he wants a bit of an education in the multiplayer. Sharky six eight, yeah. Sharky six eight, look after. <laughs> okay. He'll he'll be, he'll he'll take him under his wing. Um, you know what? I'm more worried about putting you putting you on multiplayer with him and, and what you say on the chat, mate. No, I'll, I'll keep I'll keep it clean. It's all. Yeah, good. I'm not worried about clean. I'm just you just you're a loose cannon. You're a loose unit. Right. And I'm not sure yeah. you're a bad influence or good. So I need to determine that. Say, what am I going to say? Shoot that bloke in the head. What am I going to say? Oh, no, what I'm more worried about when you're in the lobby. You'll be you'll be like, oh, oh. yeah, what's happening? You know what's happening at school? <laughs> I don't want I don't want chit chat. 
Why? Why, why, why am I going to say? I'm not going to corrupt them. Like, mate, I know, I know he's a he's a fine young man. He's yeah, your son. He's yeah, not, uh, yeah. and he's 15. We'll he's see. coming of age. You know, we'll yeah, exactly. Stop it. <laughs> all right. We'll be back in 2022. Night, Thanks for all your support, everyone. Send us emails, tweets, whatever the heck you want. We love hearing from you. And uh, we look forward to 2022, everyone. Uh, we'll see you then, Stephen. Bring it on. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. 